Welcome back to the Call on Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan, and we're back every single Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We got a lot of action pack. We got an action packed episode. We're gonna talk about the NFL, talk about Week 15, talk about our playoff predictions. We got tons and our takeaways from the previous weekend. If you happen to be new to the channel, consider clicking that subscribe button and go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Logan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, another another exciting weekend of football. Maybe a little bit more clarity. Um, but you know, just enjoying it as usual. How are you doing, buddy? You know, it's it was been a good week. Um, call on our shot channel continues to grow day by day. So we appreciate everyone that's clicking that subscribe button and click that like button too for us. But yeah, it's been a wild week for call on our shot for in the NFL. We kind of get to, you know, we're still kind of separating these teams, kind of seeing, you know, who's really got a chance of making the Super Bowl, who's really, you know, kind of a pretender. And it's been exciting, but there's a lot of teams out there that I think. You know, we finally kind of getting some more clarity about, you know, who's good, who's not. And really, you can just kind of tell there's a lot of teams that you really just don't know what to expect from them on a week to week basis. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, let's talk a little bit, uh, you know, about fantasy, though. Uh, this is the start of, of many fantasy playoffs. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting my butt on, on the couch. I want to know how you feel real quick going into into the fantasy playoffs. Are you excited for them? Yeah, this is a tough conversation for some people out there that are uh, out of their fantasy football playoffs. But for me personally, I'm in one league out of the other. Um, I'm excited to be in it. Um, I needed a, all Matthew Stafford's touchdowns last night. Or Technically, this goes up on Wednesday, but we record Tuesday night. But we needed all of Matthew Stafford's points. Uh, I had the highest scoring team, so I think I deserve to be there. But I'm happy to Absolutely. be there. I don't necessarily know my team's a little bit um, on the, you know... The wide receivers are a little bit skewed. We have DeAndre Hopkins. We got Mike Evans with the tough matchup. We'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, yeah. Mike Williams, too. It, it's it's tough. But my other league's the more one that I'm more angry about because that team I thought was pretty good. That was with uh, a bunch of other Twitter like content creators. And, you know, it stinks. That league, I think I finished five and nine. Now, icing on top, well, cherry on top, I did uh, I did eliminate someone that had a chance to win and get in. <laughs> and I told them not so fast this past weekend. No, you, you'll have to see that. I have, you know, I'm pitching you an idea real quick uh, at the beginning maybe. of our show. I'm pitching you an idea for calling our shot next year. Potent How about we have maybe a Survivor League, which the premise of a, of a Survivor League is really cool in fantasy. Uh, you know, maybe you're eliminated first week and just get to, to sit it out. But I think that would be really cool. You know, we, we get some people in the Calling Our Shot community put together a Survivor League because you need a, a really big uh, amount of, you know, teams to make it to make it fun. So that's a potential idea. I don't know about your thoughts on that. Um, I think it's a really good idea. That's something we pondered at the beginning of the season. Like, I know I talked mm -hmm. to you. I talked to Sam and whatnot. We were considering that or a fantasy football league and fantasy football would be way too difficult to mandate mm -hmm. across the uh across you know the whole i mean it's hard to choose hey hey sorry we're only picking eight people but with the survivor league you can pick as many people as they want to join i think it'll be really mm -hmm. cool so maybe we'll fire that up for nfl 2022 my last note before we get into our nfl week 14 takeaways our live stream will be tonight wednesday 6 6 p.m Ooh. eastern time i hope to see you guys out there we'll be answering every single question that you guys have about the nba slate wednesday's the biggest slate in the nba we live for about 30 minutes from about 6 to 6 30 answering every single question of course it's powered by dimers now Without further ado, Logan, let's get into our week 14 takeaways and I'll let you take this one away. Yeah. So, you know, look, we started this show off kind of talking about, uh, you know, what's becoming more clear to me, something that's becoming inevitable, the inevitable Thanos meme, everything Bucks and Packers are meeting on a collision course in the NFC championship. I, I just see it. I don't care really who gets home field advantage in this one. It's just going to be Brady versus Rogers. You know, the two, I, I believe leading MVP, uh, candidates, but look, 
the Bucks took care of business against the, uh, you know, against the Bills. Congrats. I mean, that was that was a win that I really thought the Bills needed a lot more than the Bucks, and the Bucks just clutched it up at the end. I mean, don't bet against Brady, right? You know, covered the spread in a, in a wild fashion. <laughs> but also, uh, also, uh, you know, the Packers taking care of business against the Bears again. Divisional, divisional opponent. The, the, those games are closer sometimes. You know, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. So again, it's it, to me, it's becoming more clear these two teams are just, uh, you know, the top of the NFC. Uh, you know, maybe you agree with that, maybe you disagree, but I, I just think it, it is Bucks and Packers one, two, flip flop. I don't care which order. Um, I, you know, I see where you're coming from. The one thing that a little bit concerns me for the Buccaneers, that is, is that Antonio Brown. We don't know what's going to go on with him. Um, you know, they've obviously have Mike Edwards, Edward, Mike Evans, and they have Chris Godwin. Those are two elite, two elite wide receivers, and obviously they got Gronkowski. But to, in order to win an, an NFL or like Super Bowl, I feel like you need that third, you know, wide receiver that really can set you apart from the rest of them. And they need Antonio Brown to be back. Now he is suspended for a couple more games. He's been injured since I think week five or six. But it's one of those guys that I think they need back. Now the Packers, on the other hand, they've been looking very good so far. Um, yes, Aaron Rodgers does own uh, own the Chicago Bears, and they made the mistake doing the discount double check over him early Oof. in the first quarter. You, you learned you oh. learned your lesson, Robert <laughs> Quinn. But you know you just don't do that. But I think there's another team out there that really showed showed proved some people wrong on Monday Night Football, and that was the Rams. And you know, I love the Rams. You know, I love Stafford. He's coming from Georgia. I've always been rooting for him, and he's finally getting that chance. And you know, people are kind of counting him out. And what did they do? They went into Arizona and they beat that Rams team. And I don't necessarily know. You know, the offense is a little bit questionable still. I mean, I got to talk about Cooper Cup for a second. Give him his praise. I don't know if there's a guy that I enjoy watching more in the NFL than Cooper Cup. I mean, this guy, his routes are fun. His he, Everything he does after the catch, he's hurtling people, breaking tackles. Yeah. The kid's insane. He's he's so talented, and I think he's probably one of my favorite guys to watch. But I think the biggest thing for the Rams is that that defense stepped up and played super well. Now, mm-hmm. sure, they gave up 23 points, three of those being on that final that field goal at the end. But really, they shouldn't. They were missing Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best player on that defensive side, at least their best corner. And the Will- Darius Williams, I think that's his name. He stepped up. The whole defense stepped up. Had two crucial picks in the red zone. They really were doing a bend up, but don't break. And so that's what I think the biggest thing. I think the Rams. They still got a chance. Now I would like them if they are going to get there, they probably need to get that division away from the Cardinals and maybe they can towards the end of the year with four more games left. But what do you think about the Rams? Do you think they got a chance to beat either the Bucks or the Packers? I mean, likely they'll have to go into those, those respective stadiums to beat them. Yeah. Look, what doesn't, what doesn't motivate me about the Rams and it could just be, you know, with, with injuries and whatnot, you know, I don't love that they don't have a running attack, right. You know, you've seen it kind of catch up to the Buffalo bills, right. You know, you can only ride Josh Allen so much. I believe you can only ride Matt Stafford and that passing offense so much eventually. And I say eventually, we've been saying this about Cooper Cup all year. Eventually defenses will figure him out. Well, you know what? They they haven't really figured him out. Props to him. He's, he's absolutely been amazing. But in the playoffs, we know, we know this to be true. The game is a little bit different, right? You know, going to Lambeau Field, I question the Rams' ability. We've already seen them play the Packers already. Well, I question their ability come playoff time to win that physical type of grinded-out game. That's just not who they're built on. That's not the type of team they're built. The, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks will just flat-out outscore them. And so, you know what? I, I'm not 100% sold on, on the Rams, but, I mean, just – Really, what my one of my takeaways from that game? Yes, I was impressed by the Rams, but I was also looking at the Cardinals again, and I was saying, "See, you know, I just I I knew something was off about him a little bit, right? I I, I just said I I'm never I'm never really sold on that Cliff Kingsbury uh, coach team, and and I thought we're kind of we kind of saw that, right? When you when you need it, 
you know, the Cardinals aren't going to be there again. I, it's so weird how bad they are at home, though. I mean, it's have you yeah, seen anything? All three like of their losses coming at home is just a baffling statistic. It's it's a yeah. weird one. I can understand your you know qualms or questions about the Rams. I mean, not, I I think I have a lot of questions for them too, especially Stafford. You know, he doesn't have a lot of uh, playoff experience either. So you know, will he be one of those guys that you know comes up and just lights it up in the playoffs or you know will they struggle and we really don't know what to expect you know Sean McVay's obviously made the Super Bowl with Jared Goff but so mm-hmm. I think that team was a much different one than this Rams constructed team so I get that I think they'll get the running game going one of these weeks I mean Sony Michelle wasn't terrible last night um, and he was pretty good the week before but that was against the Jaguars so I don't know I think it's an interesting kind of question to kind of ponder you don't really know what's going to go down um, but the, I think you think about those three teams and I think they're leaps and bounds you know you could put the Cardinals up there, but like you said, Kingsbury and that Kyler Murray and the team just seems to fold when it when matters when it matters the mm-hmm. most. I do have to yeah. say, props to James Conner, man. That guy is. Oh, I mean, if yeah. you had him in fantasy football, you got to be. You probably are in the playoffs. Um, and then, <laughs> but I'm just excited for him as a guy that you, it's hard. You can't root against James Conner, one of the most likable guys in the NFL, and his the one-handed catches he's making every single week. He's ridiculous. I don't I think he's what one or two touchdowns inside behind Jonathan Taylor, who's been absolutely ridiculous himself. Yep. Just a great story. I'm curious where James Conner goes this offseason because he only signed a one year deal, very little amount of money. So I'm just excited for him as a whole. Yeah, on on a prove it deal. I love to see NFL players on the prove it deal and then they do prove it. Maybe he gets the bag in the offseason. I I really I really was impressed with his performance the last night. Yeah, he's been awesome. But let's move on. Before we get into week 15, we're going to answer a couple of your guys' social questions. And the first one we're going to answer is coming from our friend Scott. He's always sending us questions. And he was asking about some fantasy football playoff strategies. Now, I know you are not in the playoffs in our fantasy (laughs) football league, but that doesn't mean you can't offer your advice because your team is normally very good. It's not your fault you got stuck with – well, not stuck with. You chose Christian McCaffrey, your favorite player, (laughs) and Ezekiel Elliott was – your second guy that you chose and then yeah your, your look, third wide receiver that you the only wide receiver you spent money on was brandon Ayuk. so yeah uh, look that's so first we have you to get, preface, you get a vent session this is your vent session just yeah, for a we, minute yeah for for a hot minute i'm just going to preface this obviously we're not in the traditional snake uh draft type league we're in an auction budget draft so i i pretty much did get to pick my team with the exception of Christian McCaffrey, I, I absolutely love Christian McCaffrey. If you've been following this podcast, you know I die for that man. I love him. But he he can't stay healthy. So, boom, there's there's $80 down the drain. So, I'm already at a huge dis- disadvantage. And, yes, I had to, to craft my team with Ezekiel Elliott, who's he's been up and down, mostly down on the year. And, yeah, when when you you don't have a lot of budget for wide receivers and you bank on Brandon Ayuk being good, no, that wasn't a thing. So, it's been, it's been a tough year. But you know what? My my team is usually a playoff team. I think in the past, you know, four or five years, I've made the playoffs every single year pretty much. So I have a little bit of, of cloud uh, to offer on this topic. But I, I definitely think, look, when, when you're in the playoffs, I, I tend to, to be of the strategy, don't overthink things, right? Like if, if you're just like, who who took me here? Now, now I, I think you and I are going to disagree on this, but I, I can't sleep at night if, you know, I, I have a, a player that's been performing for me all year and I'm just like, I don't like the matchup. And then, then I go ahead and, be, and bench them. I, I don't subscribe to that theory. I am more of a, you know, risk averse type player. Uh, but you know what? I, I know how you roll. I know your style. You, 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 you're, you're no, you're uh, no risk. Yeah, no I'm, I'm straight ri- take risks. Now, maybe yeah. it's, maybe we should combine strategies and be a little bit more, you know, conservative or maybe, you know, a moderate risk kind of player. But my whole strategy is, you know, you get into the playoffs and you want to win it all. 
And you, the, I don't think you can win it all to just being conservative and just, you know, yeah. saying, well, this guy got me here, but this, and this guy's got a better matchup. But I'll just play the guy that got me here. I just don't think it works out. You know, sure, if your team's loaded and my teams have been loaded in the past where I didn't even have to make any decisions. I just, it was the year I believe Odell Beckham Jr. was a rookie. I also had Calvin Johnson. I had a ton, I had a load. It's like Julio Jones. My team was loaded. I didn't have to, I just could set whoever I wanted and I was going to win that week unless it was an abnormality. But I think you got to take some risks, but they got to be calculated. You can't just go out there and be like, oh, I'm going to start Braxton Berrios this week. And yeah, he's got a good matchup. You just don't do things like that. But I have beaten you in the past with the Keelan Cole, and he had a great matchup. Oh, and you would think, oh yeah, I know it gives you it gives you PTSD here. And oh, Keelan Cole, you got to be kidding me. But I think you have to take calculated risks. Now, yeah. in the past, I've lost doing this. I believe I had Peyton Manning in one of his great years. I think I benched him for Cam Newton in the in the finals. And I think if I would have played Peyton Manning, go to one, and that was one of Peyton or Cam Newton's early years. You know, he was a running guy. I mean, he still is. But you know, that that, that was a bold take at that time, and it cost me. But in the past, you know, I've won a lot of fantasy leagues, just kind of taking risks, but making sure they're calculated. You know, if you're on the fence between like when you know you got a safer play or a more risky one, I normally go the more risky one, especially if your team, you know, you're going up against a guy that might that probably should beat you on paper. You got to take some risks and where that's starting, you know, guys like Deshaun Jackson. I mean, bad comparison, but guys like that that could really, you know, bust off and just have a great game and really carry you to a, a championship. You got to do it, in my opinion. <laughs> I really wish you didn't you didn't pour salt in the wound with Keelan Cole because every single year you just love to bring up that Keelan Cole name. Yes, Austin, <laughs> Austin beat me in the fantasy championship with Keelan Cole. He, him, and I, I, I had the much better team on paper. The the team that that went very deep in that league, and Austin just had what what Austin does meme teams, right? He just yeah, yeah, just just pick this. Yeah, yeah, just throw this together. He threw in Keelan Cole, and I was like, "Oh, you're this is offensive that you're playing Keelan Cole against me." Well, Keelan Cole had had a lot better uh, game than most of my wide receivers, and yeah, that's all she wrote. So sometimes in fantasy, if you just want to just go hard or go home, I understand that strategy. But you know, that's that's just the difference between you and I: risk averse versus. Just max risk. That's what you are. And it's, and it's ironic because in real life, I'm a very risk averse person, you know, not someone that's yeah. taking a ton of risks, doing like crazy things out in the real world. But fantasy football, maybe that's where I get my outlet. I just say, you know what? I'm starting like in that game. When I beat you, I think I started Jimmy Garoppolo and Mark yes, Goodwin. You. It was just the tandem duo when yeah. I think it was Jimmy Garoppolo's first year with the with the 49ers. But I think in, in summary, you know, I think taking some conservative plays, but also taking some risks, you know, kind of picking and choosing your spots. Like, obviously, yeah. you don't want to bench your studs. I never really want to do that. But, you know, if there's guys on the fence, you know, maybe you've been starting him, but you aren't that confident, go with the go with the high-risk, high-reward guy. You never know where it could take you. Yeah, no, I it's it's hard to argue against that. I mean, it's the fantasy playoffs. As long as you're not playing for tens of thousands of dollars, they have a little bit of fun with it, right? <laughs> exactly. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some teams that we think might have a chance of making the playoffs, you know, playoff like future predictions and things of that nature. And when, I'm going to skip kind of over the AFC because in my opinion, the AFC has got a lot of teams up near the top. The three wild cards right now, I believe, are the Chargers. They are uh, there. Let me get them officially. They are going to be the Chargers, the Colts, and the Buffalo Bills all sitting at, well, Chargers 8-5, and five, and then 6 and 7 seed are both 7-6. and six. Personally, do you see a team jumping them like the Browns, the Bengals, the Broncos, Steelers? Do you see any of those teams kind of jumping them? Personally, I don't like it. The Bills are 7-6, and six, which is crazy to think about, but I still think yeah. they're a playoff team. It's crazy to think that they could potentially miss the playoffs. But The Bills are still a playoff team. Look, they're they're just simply too talented. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out enough to get there. 
The Bengals are allergic to success. We saw that exactly happen. Look, man, you're. I don't. I, no, I don't need to bring you down. We don't. Well, I don't need to talk about them being your ass. Like, look, I'm sorry. I am so sorry that you had to watch them fold. When, when you know what, when, when the it's some teams you just know aren't clutch. Bengals not clutch. Bengals not making the playoffs. Not not your time yet. Bengals maybe may, maybe they'll they'll right the ship down the road. But not Bengals no. Who else you mentioned? You mentioned Browns. Yeah, bar, barf in a bag. Absolutely not. Baker Mayfield. No, not, I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield one bit. The the game gets out of hand. Baker Mayfield don't know what to do. Uh, so yeah, Colts, Bills, Chargers. I mean, the, the, the these Broncos are the, are the last one. But don't yeah. the Broncos play the Bengals this weekend? Yeah, exactly. The the we'll the, the, Bron- the the Broncos do play the Bengals. We'll talk about it a little bit, but yeah, you know what, Teddy Bridgewater. And that's a playoff game. That's basically a playoff. If you lose that game, you're not making it. Yeah. In my opinion. It, it it kind it kind of is. I mean, if if you look at if you look at the Broncos, I, I, okay, you know what? If if the if if you're trying to ask me out of the teams, I just kind of you know <laughs> ragged on who's who's got the best chance to make it. I guess I would say the Broncos, and and just I like the way that they're built. I love Javante Williams. I mean, what he's doing uh, is is really impressive. I mean, I love the the two headed monster of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Their identity is just flat out. We're gonna run, line up and and run the ball. So you know what? I I like the way they're built. They're they're kind of built more as a playoff team, right? The Broncos would make a game ugly, especially you know if <laughs> I don't think they get home field. But if they ever got a a home game in Mile High, that's a tough place to play. Yeah, when I think about these two teams, the Broncos and Browns are very similar to each other. Now, it's they have an identity. They know what they want to do. They want to yeah. play good defense. I'd say the Broncos have a much better defense than the Browns, and they want to run the football. And when those two teams get down in games, there's no chance they're coming back. It just won't happen. And you mm-hmm. saw the you saw the Browns try to choke away their game against the Lamar Jackson-less <laughs> Ravens on Sunday, and they still ended up winning. Props to them. They, they really did not want to win that game, apparently. But both those two teams just can't win when they get down, and that's okay. But I, you got a Bengals team that I think is still searching for an identity. You know, some weeks they got Joe Mixon going, running the ball, getting him touchdowns left and right. Then other weeks they just got throwing the ball all around, whether it's to T. Higgins or Jamar Chase. They just don't have much of an identity, and I think that will hurt them in the long run. So I think the Bengals have a chance to win this weekend. We'll talk about this game in a little bit. But arguably I think those top seven teams are going to be locked in. I don't. I think the Colts are good enough to make the playoffs I don't see anyone passing the Bills. And then you got the Chargers at eight wins, which I don't see them dropping that far. But I think where we have some questions are going to come down to the NFC, where you got, you know, the five, first five seeds are all locked in. Packers, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Cowboys, and Rams. All five of those teams are making it. But the last two spots, you think the 49ers are going to make it their whole game above other teams. But the last spot's an interesting one. It's really going to, I think, in my opinion, coming down to three teams. It's going to be the Washington football team the Minnesota Vikings, or the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you have a preference on who you think will come out of those? And I'll give you the, the schedule if you really want. Yeah, please pull up the Eagles schedule as, I, as I'm going on a little bit of a Philly rant. But look, I mean, everyone you know probably knows by now. I, I do live in Philly. I've got a pulse on the city of Philadelphia. And you know what? Everybody here is cautiously optimistic that the Birds – will make the playoffs. They, they, the way that they're they're constructed, I actually really, I really like the Eagles' defense. I, I think it doesn't it doesn't get enough credit, right? I mean, it's a pretty solid defense. You know, they they've obviously gotten lit up lit up by by pretty decent offenses. But uh, you know what? Offensively, yeah, there's there's a few question marks there, right? And that's that's what it's going to come down to. Jalen Hurts and, and his legs can only carry you so far. But you know what? There's a little bit of magic there. I, I would take them over Washington, and I would I would take them over uh, Minnesota. I mean, 
Minnesota. Can we just talk about them? I mean, Kirk and, and, and Kirk Cousins, I don't trust. <laughs> they like, is there a is there a quarterback that you least trust in prime time than Kirk Cousins? I, I question. That, right? I have a a soapbox to offer on this in a little bit, so I'll I'll, I'll say my words. Exactly, exactly. Well, if if you've got the the Eagles schedule pulled up, uh, do you, do you have it? I, I had it earlier, and it's ironic because these teams play the exact same teams. Their last four, the Eagles and the Washington Football Team, they play each other oh. twice. They still have yet to play each other, so they get each other okay. this week, and then in two weeks, they got the Giants, and then they got the Cowboys flip flopped. So one team plays the Giants in between them. One plays the the Cowboys, and then vice versa. Okay, so it's so it's you're pretty much it's just all NFC East, pretty much. Yep, they and, got all NFC East out. the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so so look at this. I mean, I mean, look I, the the way the the way Washington kind of lost to Dallas. Their comeback was inspiring, but look, the Heineke magic it's run out. I and I'm I'm just gonna put a nail in the Heineke coffin. And, you know, we, we saw him get hurt in that game. I don't know what his injury status is. But if but if it's the Kyle Allen show, look, Panther fan here, I've seen Heineke and I've seen Kyle Allen. Both these, both these Panthers quarterbacks, they are not going to get the Washington football team anywhere. Terry McLaurin got a concussion. They are unfortunately trending down. They were a good story. I love Riverboat Ron. But the Eagles will take care of business. At the very least, they'll split that. They'll take care of business against uh, the Giants as well. And to be honest, I don't mind how how the the Eagles shape up against the Cowboys. I I, I kind of think you know they, they have the defense good enough to maybe maybe steal a game against Dallas. Yeah, in my opinion. If I had to pick one out of these three teams, I'd pick the Eagles, and for a lot of the reasons that you already said, you know, their defense get very underrated. One of the best defenses in terms of defending the opposing wide receiver position. So very good in that regard. And yeah, I think they're better than that Washington football team. And we look at them, they'll play them this week. And then let me see, uh, they are playing them this week. Okay, so this week at home and then in week, what, 17, they're on the road. I just think they're a much better team in terms of, you know, they got the the ground game going. I just think they'll be able to win that. Now you think they, they'll they play the Giants in a couple weeks. And that was the team they lost to, which was an inexplicable mm-hmm. loss a couple weeks ago. Like, and yeah. looking back on it, I'm sure they really regret losing that game. They won't lose to them twice in one season. Just won't happen. And yeah, you're right. They could beat the Cowboys. Now, the main reason, really, I think it comes down to those two teams because the Vikings, their strength, the schedule is tough. They got the Bears this weekend, which on paper might look bad, but we'll talk about it in a little bit. Then they got the Rams and the Packers back to back. You don't love them against either of those two teams, especially after they beat the Packers earlier this year. Don't see Rodgers losing them to them twice, especially in Lambeau Field on January 2nd. And then the final game of the season is against the Bears once again. So don't love the Vikings output that's that you just can never count on Kirk Cousins. I mean, you, you think, you know, oh, this team's got all the pieces together, and then they just – they almost choked to the Steelers on Thursday night football. <laughs> that, that team is just abysmal to watch. I have only friends with one um, one Vikings fan in my life, and they just uh, – they, they are they really love their lives, if you can imagine. They uh, I yeah. think the Vikings have now been in 10 straight one-score games. Um, I think the NFL record is 12, so we'll see if they can break that by the end of the year. <laughs> Man, yeah, tough to trust the Vikings. No, I look. I hear you. That's again. If you're if you're just looking at it and you're just like, who's got the clutch gene? I, you know what, Jalen Jalen Hurts. You know he's young, but could he be ready? Like, could this be his moment? Uh, absolutely. I I think I think fly Eagles fly. I mean, yeah. Give 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 me the birds in that. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Now, let the final question that we'll talk about. Another one was about some award predictions for the NFL. Now, in my opinion, I think Tom Brady's a lock for the well, lock. Don't like using that word for MVP. I don't see a lot of people passing him, in my opinion. Um, I think they'll end. They have a very easy strength of schedule the rest of the way out. They should be able to. I mean, they got the Saints this weekend. They're at home, though. 
really think he should be able to clearly go through it. I think he's minus 175, though, so not a lot of value on him. Um, Then we talk about comeback player of the year. That's going to be Dak Prescott. You won't have to worry about that. Defensive rookie of the year will be uh, Micah Parsons. Defensive offensive rookie of the year, I would imagine, will be Mac Jones. I think Jamar Chase might be worth a little bit of dart throw because I think if, you know, Mac Jones loses a couple games here, I think Jamar Chase has a couple good games. You never know. But Jamar Chase will have a tough matchup this week against the Broncos, so don't love his, his odds on that. But I think, the big, I think the biggest one really is defensive player of the year. Personally, I'm going to ride with Miles Garrett. I think you look at the past couple of years, he's plus 300, I believe, on DraftKings. When I think about the past, past couple of years, Miles Garrett has gotten robbed. So has TJ Watt, but Miles Garrett has been gotten robbed several times, defensive player of the year. Aaron Donald apparently has paid off the voters, and I can't blame him. Aaron Donald's <laughs> one of them. I mean, we saw him on Monday Night Football. The guy's, the guy's a tank, just pushing people yeah. left and right that way, play over 300 pounds. He's, he's, he's a man on a mission and I love Aaron Donald, but I think this is miles Garrett's time to shine. And I think he's got a chance and I think he's the odds on favorite right now to win defensive player of the year. And I think he gets yep. it done. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the odds as you were just talking. So miles Garrett plus two fifty on FanDuel, Micah Parsons plus three fifty. Look, is there some cowboy bias in the media? Yes, Absolutely. Yes. I saw those odds. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Uh, okay. Micah Parsons, he absolute, absolute stud. I mean, he's minus 5,000 to win defensive rookie of the year. Okay. Literal. That's an actual lock, but (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Like it's just, it's just kind of crazy because this is one of those whole like hype awards and Aaron Donald, you know, he's probably not going to win it at plus 800, but are you are you telling me I'd be insane to bet Micah Parsons plus three fifty just to ride in the hype train? I mean, the way he's inspired that Cowboys defense has actually been really cool. The the biggest question mark I always had about Dallas was, oh yeah, they got the talent on offense, but that defense, you know, you just never know. Well, the, if he's if Micah Parsons is kind of anchoring that defense. They they play, they fly around. He's he's in a, just a, a really good talent. And TJ Watt, I mean, plus four hundred. I mean. To be honest, I you know Miles Garrett, yes, he 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 is the odds-on favorite, but not by much. I I think these next few games could could go a long way in this. So I see value actually on pretty much Parsons or or Watt. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I just don't see a rookie winning it. Now it would be awesome. I'm not gonna if he if it happens, heck, I'll be going crazy because when we talked to I think on our first one of our first podcasts of the season, I said Micah Parsons has a chance for defensive rookie of the year i think is really good so props to me pat on the back austin you're, yeah. you're great at this um yeah i mean michael parsons been insane it's it's hard to think see but it is a hype award sometimes you know it's a rookie rookie of the year kind of award he could certainly get it tj watt does currently lead the league in sacks and granted he's played two fewer games than miles garrett so maybe that plays into it but look, know, look the- just the way that miles garrett puts puts film on the tape of his you know just just shoving a guy. I, I don't know. It's just something about Miles Garrett. I think he's due one, but you're right. I, I think it's going to be a three-headed race between him, TJ Watt, and Michael Parsons, and we'll see who who wins it. Trayvon Diggs, I know had a chance, but that man gives up. He's either he's Marcus Peters 2.0, and you can't change my mind. <laughs> That's a good you comparison. Can't. No, I I mean truthfully though, the when you're kind of talking about it, I mean there's a little bit of Cleveland like yuckiness, right? If if the Browns maybe tank a little bit, don't make the playoffs. Could could we forget about Miles Garrett? There's a chance. And if if the Cowboys are rolling and and you know the Cowboys are, are on, on a on a good trajectory, I'm just saying I think it would be really cool to see him win play defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. I mean, what what a start of the career for him. 
Yeah, that would be ridiculous. But with that, with that talk aside, we're going to start moving into week 15. We have one final social question, which we'll answer at the end, which is what got us into sports betting. But first, we're going to go to week 15 and we're talk about our upset picks. Now, last week, Austin, another pat on the back. Come on, man. He's catching oh, dude, these you're the best. Two in a row. Two in a row. <laughs> it's like you, you do this or something. I gave you the Rams. I need to go back and check my record on the season. But I gave you the Rams. And love them, love them or hate them. You some people hated the pick in the comments, especially Monday Night Football. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the Rams won outright. I tried to tell you they were going to win this one, and of course they did. Per per usual, this is what I do. Now, last week, Logan, yes. you had a chance. You almost you yeah, you yeah. almost did. It was the Bills, and I respect a modest effort. You've been getting real close in some of these. That's not your fault. Yeah. Um, but I'll let you kick this one off. Who's your upset pick this weekend? Because we well, it's not okay. It's not like I'm picking Jets, or it's not well, like let's I'm take picking a step Jets. Back. Let's take a step back now. This week, so when we do our pre-show, we try we go through the full slate and we kind of try to find value, but also you know not crazy value like picking the Jets or picking you know even well the Saints are you know an interesting one this weekend, but it's uh, this week's tough. And so I'll give people a benefit of the doubt. These are not the most confident upset picks in my opinion. Last like the past couple of weeks, we've had you know teams in the plus one thirty, plus one forty range. This week you don't have that. It's either like plus one hundred eight or it's plus 160 or it's like plus 400 and i'm you get yeah let me let me put this you got the wrong guy if you think i'm picking the houston texans i'm just gonna <laughs> say that i'm not doing it i don't care i i don't want to watch a minute of that texans jaguars game you got no but take yeah. it away no and i was just about to get on the, the whole value thing look i mean we preach value and at the end of the day i'm just trying to get a win so i'm just trying to get a plus value cash cash money Bengals versus the broncos the Bengals are sitting at plus 108. Yes, I do know it's in Denver. Denver, a tough place to play. But look, the the the, the Bengals have the offense to do it, right? If they jump out to a lead, just like you were saying earlier, I don't love the Broncos playing from behind. They're just not, they're just not built like that. So let's just say a few explosive plays too. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, maybe it maybe a big Joe Mixon screen pass, right? Like Joe Mix, I could just see it right now. A Joe Mixon like 60-yard screen pass to the house. I mean, it's what he does. Uh, and so I, I think the Bengals will have enough explosive plays offensively that they might be able to distance themselves against Denver. I mean, yes, is this game kind of a pick em? A little bit, but at the plus money value, I, I, I'm just going to ride with the Bengals. I know you got hurt by them. And you know what? Yeah. To be honest, they, 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 they caused you some pain last week. But wouldn't it just be right for them to win the, the week after you pick them? Right? When, can, can't you see that it? That's on kinda, brand, yes. That, that's kind of how it works, and and I'm I'm rolling rolling with uh with Joe Burrow and the Bengals in that one. Okay, I can respect the upset pick. I considered it; it was on my radar. Um, given my track record with the Bengals, I decided to go away from them um, for for reasons that I do not need to disclose. Um, uh, but the pick I'm going to go with, and we'll talk about this game a little bit more in depth, or maybe we can talk about it now. Um, it's Monday Night Football, and you already talked about it earlier. I'm taking the Chicago Bears plus one sixty five, taking on the Vikings. So. You can think about this game. You're like, oh, Austin, why are you picking the Bears? They're led by Justin Fields. This offense stinks. Matt Nagy stinks. Vikings, you know, eh, the Vikings are playing a little bit better. And I get what you're saying. And I, I do. I, I really do. But in my head, when I think about Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football, on primetime, you get the wrong guy if you think I'm going to back him. I end on the road. Add that into it. No, I'm not doing it. Kirk Cousins got his in his 10 career starts on Monday Night Football. Got his first ever win last year. It was 0-9 up until that point. Finally got a win. He's not going on a winning streak on Monday Night Football. I just won't allow it. Justin <laughs> Fields, finally, and maybe the coaching staff will slap him silly and tell him, yo, you don't have to throw it 25 yards down the field. Just dump it off to David Montgomery. And they, we finally did that in the final drive. And once you know, they kind of moved the ball. But 
oh man, Justin Fields has a bunch of growing pains to go through. And as, as a guy watching Zach Wilson, I don't know what he's doing. I can't say throw the football because some, sometimes it doesn't look like he's doing that all too much. Um, <laughs> but as a guy that's watched, you know, rookie QB all season, I know Justin Fields has promise and I'm going to ride with the Bears. I think they get the upset pick. When I think about this Vikings team, it's a team that loses games they should win. And this is a game 100% they should win. A lot of people doubted them last Thursday on uh, primetime against the Steelers. Tried to choke that game away. They should have won that game, in my opinion, regardless. This is a game they 100% should win, and we will see them lose it outright to the Chicago Bears. I mean, it's bold. Now, I obviously, you get the, the bold award for your pick because, you know what, nothing about me wants to pick Bears. It's, it's a pick that, that, quite frankly, I mean, your confidence meter, right, 1 to 10, where are you? Uh, <laughs> uh, confidence to where not, not high enough to where we'll make the video on Monday. Exactly. Okay, so – I, at the end of the day, I can understand what you're talking about with the narrative and Kirk Cousins and everything. Promising sign was, was seeing the Bears finally put up some points against against the Green Bay. It's not like they got shut out, right? So if they got shut out, I would be telling you, Austin, you lost your mind. But you know what? I think, <laughs> I, you know what? I, in Kirk Cousins, I don't trust at all. But you know what? Dalvin Cook, as long as he's somewhat healthy, and and Justin Jefferson, are we getting Adam Thielen back? I, I don't, I don't know. At I'd imagine we're... so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, at the time we're recording, obviously that's going to be a steep hill for the Bears to climb. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna have everyone and their mother betting Vikings, and you know what? Everyone and their mother might be wrong again, right? Vegas is probably going to be angry from what happened this weekend. What you? What did you tell me uh, before the show? What, Vegas had I mean, some pretty many, juicy L's. Yeah, Vegas took a beating this week, and I'm trying to think how many games there were. There were four teams on a bye, so that's 28. There was 14 games, I think, heading into Monday Night Football. I think the favorites were like 10-3 and three against the spread. Obviously, the favorite did not cover on Monday night. They kind of came and snatched back a little coin yeah. from you guys. Unless you were listening and you took the Rams like we were trying to tell you. Um, yeah, I think they'll be angry this weekend, and we'll see. You know, it's not... When I try to give these upset picks, like I preface the segment, it's not a great week this week, but I'm going to ride with no. the Bears. That You know, you're right. Dalvin Cook's a beast, and the Steelers just had no interest in stopping him last week and letting him <laughs> run for over 200 yards. That was ridiculous. I should have taken his player prop over. Granted, was... K.J. Osborne cashed it for me, and so thank you to him for his services. But still, I think the Bears got something to prove in this one. They're kind of still, you know, they're at home, which is big. If they were on the road, we really wouldn't be backing them here. But I think the spread is indicative that they think the Bears got a chance in this one, and that's all I'm asking for. We've seen the Bears, I think, on Monday Night Football once before, and it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they almost won that game outright. Um, that was at Heinz Field, so they're used to playing on Monday night. I don't know. It's just the feeling I've got. I'm calling my shot, if you will. <laughs> all, all the respect to you. I as, I as I'm watching that game, I'll be thinking of you, and I'll be thinking about your optimism with the Bears. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I could expect from you. Now, the next game we're going to move into, it's going to be Thursday night football. Um, and we got the Chargers versus the Broncos. And it's going to be um, an interesting Wait. one. Um, Char- you said Chargers, Broncos. Char- Chiefs, Chargers. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's going to be um, – sorry, I gotta, I'm trying to update our, our banner so that we, you can see what it is. Um, but here we go. Here we go. Yep. Uh, Chief, so Chiefs got, at Chargers is what you meant to say. Yeah, we got Chiefs at Chargers. And the tra- Chiefs are three-point favorites. And – I want to let you take it away. Yeah. I mean, first of all, look, <laughs> I, you know what? I was a sucker this weekend. When, now, when I say sucker, I mean, <laughs> I thought, I thought the Las Vegas Raiders given nine point nine and a half points. Yeah. I thought they might be able to cover that. And then I watched what they did on the chief's logo. And I was like, I was like, 
oh no, no, tell me they didn't just do what I saw them doing. Yep, they were dancing on the Chiefs logo. They were just being disrespectful to Patrick Mahomes. Yep, here, yep, give me, give me one of those. Here you go. And they, they were being disrespectful to Patrick Mahomes. And this is a Chiefs team that doesn't need added motivation, right? They started the year off slumping, right? Everyone was like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? Well, here they are. Just absolutely boat race the, the Raiders. Made me look like a fool for spending a dollar on the Raiders. But you know what? They this this is what this is what the Patrick Mahomes and quite honestly, it's not it's not even so much Patrick Mahomes in the offense. It's that defense. I mean, come come on, who saw this coming, right? Who's who saw them them swarming to the ball? Their secondary, Lejarius Sneed, players, players like that are, are just pretty much turning into lockdown corners in front of our eyes. I think if the Chiefs continue to play at this level. You know, pencil them in for a potential AFC championship matchup. I, I don't necessarily think the Chargers, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, great offense, Eckler, okay. But I, I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball as much as they need to against Kansas City. Yeah, this game is an interesting one on paper. Um, in my opinion, the spread should be a little bit bigger um, in, in favor of the Chiefs, in my opinion. Because I look at this Chargers team and they are a team that is so up and down that you just don't know what you're getting from them on a week-to-week basis. Now, have they gone in and beaten this chart? They went into Arrowhead and they beat the chart with the Chiefs earlier this season, you know, in a convincing manner. Mike Williams, I believe, with the end of game touchdown to kind of seal the deal in that one. But when I look at this team, they're they're gonna they could be potentially without their star rookie, I believe left tackle Rashawn Slater. So he's really good. He's kind of protects Justin Herbert. He's been one of the best offensive linemen in in all of football, not just rookie wise. He's been awesome. They're getting Keenan Allen back. They got Mike Williams still going. And Justin Herbert still keeps making ridiculous throws left and right. But yeah, you're right. It's just I think that Chiefs defense is really starting to, you know, they've heard all the criticism. They go on to Twitter. They went on to Twitter a couple months back. They're seeing all this oh, Chiefs defense terrible. Blah blah blah. They saw all the hate and they've taken it personal. And these guys are all playing tough. And they're they're showing out and they're locking down teams. Their offense isn't even doing that well, honestly. I mean, they got Clyde Edwards Alaire goal line back into the end zone, I think, twice last <laughs> week. But still, it's, the offense really hasn't been there. But truthfully, they really haven't had to be because their just defense has been absolutely ridiculous. Pat Mahomes isn't putting up crazy ridiculous numbers. If you have him in fantasy football, you're likely not in the playoffs, if I were to imagine, because his numbers, I mean, they still are good for a QB, but aren't as good as you would really think from a Patrick Mahomes kind of led season. And so, yeah, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs in this one. I'll have my video later on tonight, and I'll, maybe I'll change my mind depending on injuries because that's another thing I want to talk about is injuries mm-hmm. have been wild, not just in the NFL. As several, I don't know, 30, 40 players went on the health and safety protocols list today. Same thing for NBA. There's people going out left and right, right before tip-off, right before kickoff. It's ridiculous. So, like, we answered a question a couple weeks back about when to place your bets. I'd probably wait until the final moment because – you really don't know what's going to happen in any of mm-hmm. these games. So in my opinion, in this one specifically, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs, although they will be without probably Chris Jones, their star defensive tackle. I think he's their tackle or maybe one of their ends, but he should be out for this game. But I still think the Chiefs are good enough to win this game. The Chargers are basically going to be an away game because I expect a lot of Chiefs fans to travel to their <laughs> stadium. But props to, props to the Chargers, though. you got to be proud of them. They're 8-5. and five. They're finally yeah. kind of you know, getting some fan base in L.A., the Rams are obviously good, so a lot of people are going to be Rams fans. But still, the Chargers are holding their own and still playing pretty well. So personally, from a fan perspective, I'll be rooting for the Chargers because I love the story. love Austin Eckler. love Justin Herbert. You know, I like to see parity in the league. I like seeing other teams, you know, succeed. And the Chiefs have obviously been super successful the last couple of years. But on the, you know, reality side kicks in, and I think Patrick Mahomes will get it done. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't say it better myself about the injuries, about, you know, all the all these health and safety protocols. It's just, it really is, on, on paper, you, you just have to dive into these matchups even, even more. You know, you can't just look at what the Chiefs have been doing, what the Chargers have been doing. Really, those 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 key misses, I mean, you, you just told me a, a, a person that I didn't even know was was going to miss this game. And I'm, I'm sure by the time maybe that kicks off, maybe there's a couple more. So, you know, obviously stay tuned uh, for that one. Yeah, so let's move on to another big matchup, Saturday Night Football. We have we have Saturday games. Yes, you heard that right. There are two yeah. Saturday games. So if you're in the playoffs, make sure you set your lineups because we got Saturday games. And the first, we're not going to, I don't remember the first one on the slate, but the one that I think is the biggest, Patriots versus Colts. A big matchup. Colts mm-hmm. minus two and a half. They're at home. Um, I want you to give your takeaway on this one and I'll give you mine. Well, first of all, the 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 first game was Raiders and, and Browns, by the way, just on Saturday. But um, Patriots at Colts, whew, the, yeah, this one. Look to me, the, the Bill Belichick always wants to take away something, right? You know, he wants to take away, uh, you know, Stephon Diggs. He wants to look. I mean, the last time we saw the Patriots, they were just absolutely grinding it out against the Bills. They 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 can do whatever they want offensively. They don't even need mac and cheese to throw for. 100 yards. Yeah, I need to throw him 20 yards. But at the end of the day, I think I think this is going to hinge a lot on Carson Wentz. Can Carson Wentz just go out there and not turn the ball over a million times? If so, if the answer to that question is yes, I like the Colts in this one. I just think they have a little bit more offensive firepower playing at home in that in that dome, right? Obviously weather conditions aren't going to be a thing. I, I I think Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's good enough to still to still be effective. I'm going to ride Colts minus two and a half. I expect a lot of pushback on that one. I expect a lot of people still be on Patriots just because they're such a believer in Bill Belichick. I'm on the wagon. Of, that is the New England Patriots. Um, Good. This, this game This game is uh, it's a tough one for me to personally give out a pick for, and I'll explain it. And now, now that I think about it, maybe I'll make some a separate video for Saturday in the NFL. Um, that, that's completely off topic. Maybe you'll be able to see that. Maybe that will be live Friday night. Um, this game, on one hand, I hate the Patriots and I will root against them every single game that I can. And this will be another one. I will be rooting hard for the Colts. But on the other hand, they've been really good. Mac Jones is looking like my MVP. Um, I say that. I say that maybe to jinx him. Um, who said that? Um, the Patriots, you're right. The, the Bill Belichick always has a great defensive scheme. And we think about Carson Wentz. Uh, he's not in that echelon of Kirk Cousins tier, but He's kind of in that, you know, uh, man, I don't, if game on the line, do I have a lot of faith? You know, if my bet were, t- were they're down one and we need a field goal, am I happy? Am I, is my bet going to cash with Colts money line? I don't feel great about it with Carson Wentz having yeah. to go down the field and get a, get a field goal, especially against the great defense. That is the Patriots, but you're right. It's, and I think it's easier for Bill Belichick to stop an opponent's number one kind of player. If it's like a Kyle Pitts or like a Stefan Diggs or a wide receiver, much harder to do if it's a running back. Um, we've seen the Patriots struggle, especially to stop guys like Derrick Henry in the past. We've seen that Titans team succeed against the Patriots in recent years. And that's because their main guy was a running back. And Jonathan Taylor's been arguably he's he's even a front, he's even on the top echelon for kind of MVP guys. That's how great he's been. He's I think mm-hmm. the offensive player of the year odds on favorite right now. I think he's plus 125. Cooper Cup right behind him at like plus 150. But it's hard to stop Jonathan Taylor. You're gonna have to sell out to stop that run. And I think Carson Wentz is good enough in the play action pass. But you're right. Can he stay from not turning the ball over? I don't know. I do think the Colts have a good chance to win this one. I'll be rooting for him hard, but it's hard to bet against Bill Belichick in prime time on yeah, a Saturday but- night. But they both are on a bye week. So they both were on a bye week last week. So same amount of time. Well, technically the Colts had one more day because the uh, Patriots played on Monday. 
Yeah, well, I, again, stylistically, you kind of you kind of touched on it, right? The, you know, this game will be obviously decided in the battle of the trenches. And you know what? What we saw, uh, you know, uh, with, when the Bills and Patriots matched up, the Bills wanted no piece of that trench battle. Nope, they just wanted to try to air it out. They just wanted to be cute. Look, if the Colts, as long as the Colts don't try to get cute and 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 think Carson Wentz needs to throw the ball thirty plus times, they'll be okay because. At the end of the day, they match up pretty well against New England in the trenches. They have an offensive line that still can be able to get some push, get Jonathan Taylor some yards, and and set up those you know third and manageable. Right again, Carson Wentz does not thrive in, in third and long because then you're asking him to do too much. Right? We we can't we can't we can't have Carson Wentz doing too much. But that being said, all right, Colts minus two and a half. A hundred percent. It will come down to my opinion. It's going to come to Carson once and will come down to the Colts defense. I know the Colts yeah. running game and their offensive line will show up, but it's those two wild cards that you really don't know what to expect. And yeah. so I think that will determine the game in all honesty. Now we got two more games and we'll answer our final question. Sunday night football. We got the saints traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers minus 10 and a half. I was crazy to see this line at this big, but I want you to give your takeaway. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll start this one. Cause you've been starting mm-hmm. the past couple. Um, when I think about these two teams matching up in recent, in the past two years, with Tom Brady as a, as a Buccaneer taking on the Saints, they've been his kryptonite. He has really struggled yeah. against this Saints defense. That's why I was surprised to see 10.5 points. I really expected a you know, six and a half, seven point line, but they're giving him 10.5. I think that shows a lot of respect for the Buccaneers. And so I'm going to ride with the Buccaneers in this one, not because I, I expect the Saints to be a popular play. I expect to see people say, you know, Tom Brady's record in prime time. You know what? I don't know if he covered his last time in prime time, but I think he had not covered in like 11 straight or whatever the number was. But in some some things that I have to say, in Taysom Hill, you can't trust, especially against a defense like the Buccaneers, one of the best stopping the run. They're going to make him throw the ball, and you can bet, best believe Todd Bowles is going to say, all right, beat us throw it through the air. And I don't have a lot of faith that Taysom Hill to get it done, him and his mallet finger and all. I just don't see yeah. it getting done at all. Alvin Kamara is back, so that's a great news for the Saints because if he wasn't here, I think the spread would be 13 and a half. And he looked really good, but it was against the New York Jets last week. And I could have ran for 120 yards against the Jets. Ooh. Probably not. I probably ran for like 35. Probably like Rex Burkhead stats. Oh, okay, Rex Burkhead <laughs> didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve that. I'm sorry. He got that. astray. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I'm going to ride with the Buccaneers. You know I love them at home. They've been really good. They've been unreal at home this season. They really yeah. laid off the gas pedal last game. Really could have lost against that Buffalo Bills team. Probably should have lost, but... The defense made enough plays when they needed to, and I'm going to ride with them today against the Saints team that, truthfully, I think Tom Brady's out for some revenge. So is Mike Evans. At least I'm hoping for because I need him a big game from him in the fantasy playoffs. So what are your takeaway on this one? Yeah, this, this spread, is, this spread is, is high for a reason, right? Now, you could get suckered into taking team, bad teams with points. Like I got suckered into, into taking the, the Vegas Raiders, and uh, uh, some people got suckered into taking the Jaguars with points, right? So just because, <laughs> just because you, you see <laughs> – Just because you see a, a, a high uh, – you know, some, some points doesn't mean you just say, oh, yeah, that, that's too many, especially in the divisional game. You're looking at it and you're like – you're like, oh well, Saints match up pretty well, you know, historically versus the Bucs. But I'm I'm in agreement with you on this one, just because I think the Bucs are gonna say, yeah, absolutely, we're gonna just stack the box, taste some hell, go 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 go, show us that you can throw the ball. Maybe maybe we get some, I don't know, Trevor Simeon. Is he healthy? Maybe we get some Trevor Simeon just to just to spice it up a little bit in our lives. But at the end of the day, I think the Bucs offense is 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 just too too powerful, right? Chris, Chris Godwin doesn't get talked enough, uh, you know, about enough. I, I don't think he's just, I mean, he's on that, that, that Cooper cup level. I, I would, you know what? I, I don't think it would be crazy to say Chris Godwin is, is one. A lot of people 
some some fantasy you know leagues. Maybe they're in the playoffs as well. Um, but yeah, give give me the Bucks. I know I'm know I'm laying ten and a half, and that's that's a big number. Um, but they're at home. See if this was in if this was in New Orleans, yeah, I'd ha- I'd have some second thoughts about it. But give give me Bucks at home. Yeah, not not on the road. Um, side note: Chris Godwin is second in the NFL in terms of receptions. I think he's ninety three. Makes sense. Cooper Cup one hundred and thirteen on pace to almost break Michael Thomas's record. I believe Michael Thomas had one forty nine. I think Cup's on pace for one forty eight. Honestly, I think he gets it done because they're they have no one else to throw it to. Um, Cooper Cup's getting targeted fifteen I would, times again. I would again. love to see Cooper Cup break that record. I can't stand Michael Thomas. <laughs> get off okay, track before here. we get before we get off track. We're going to get back to Monday Night Football. We already kind of talked about this game a little bit. Um, I want you to give your takeaway. Obviously, I'm riding with the Bears' money line, but are you? would you yeah. lay the four with Kirky, Captain Kirk? Um, yes, I, I will, and I'll t- just tell you why, because I can't go to bed at night to watch it. I can't go to bed betting Bears and then them lose by 10-plus, and I just said, I know. Like, I, I understand. Look, I understand why the spread is what it is, right? You, you know, you got to look at it. Vikings only win or they're they're in close games they don't they won't win by blowouts so obviously minus four that's in a comfortable enough territory that i could see you know you know them winning by four at the bare minimum of a push as long as we get a healthy dalvin cook and you know i i i will go ahead and, and ride minnesota okay i can respect that you guys already heard my take now the final question which came from one of you guys um it came from our boy tyler and he asked us what got us into sports betting so um, Logan, I'll let you take this away. Cause I'm curious what your answer is. Yeah. All right. So truthfully, I mean, <laughs> let's, let's get into personal. So, I mean, I obviously, you know, grew up and lived in Florida. I went to the university of Florida my whole life. So I, I grew up in a, in a state where gambling is not legal. And I moved to, I moved to, to Philly, uh, you know, with my girlfriend and, Pennsylvania is a huge sports betting state. It's in your face. You're driving the interstate. DraftKings, FanDuel, all these sport, all these, all these billboards. You get off, you get off the train. You're coming up the steps. FanDuel. You just get. It's constantly in your face. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Let's let's try it out. And and you know what? I I was absolutely hooked. I had the I had the true gambling fiend. You know, degenerate mentality. So yes, I obviously went I went too hard uh, when I first started gambling. Um, since then I've, I've gotten control of it because, you know, it is, it is, you know, for a lot of people, unfortunately they do struggle. 1-800 gamblers, a number uh, to call if, 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 uh, if you're potentially down, down a bad path. But that being said, gambling is fun with your friends and Austin, I, I do credit you a lot uh, for getting, getting me into sports betting because I mean, you use those weird offshore uh, sites when you first started gambling and, and you, you inspired me. I'm like, I'm like, look, I could. It, Austin takes all those L's. I could be better than him. So, so it was, it was a little bit of a competitive advantage too, because I saw you and I was like, I was like, why can't I win some money? Austin, Austin's over here losing the shirt off his back most nights. Uh, <laughs> can I be better than that? <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. Um, I and as we record this, I believe Stephen Curry just made history. Um, I think I just got a tweet. I on saw that. He just did it. Uh, so props to him. Shout that. out to Stephen Curry for breaking the record. He definitely did it in the first quarter because the game just started a second ago. I'm, that I'm means an odds boost that. hit. Pause. An odds boost hit. boost definitely hit. You are correct. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll pull it up. It's, it's He's definitely hit it within the first five minutes of the game. That would be correct. Yes, he has hit it in the first five minutes. Just hit it. 7.33 left in the first quarter. Um, what got me into sports betting, though? Um, it was kind of – I had a friend. Um, I won't say his name. Um, he – he plays baseball, though. 
Um, and he he did uh, he did some sports betting. And if you know if you're a frequent flyer to the podcast, then you know who he is. Um, but yeah, he played, and I was like, he told me about my bookie, and I was like, sure, I'll try it out. And yeah, did I lose some money? Yeah, I'm, now I'm not a degenerate out here dropping hundreds of dollars on things, especially when I'm just new to sports betting. But I definitely enjoyed it. Now, if I went back and you know never was introduced to sports betting, would I be mad? Probably because you know we don't have the we wouldn't have the call on our shot channel. That wouldn't be a thing. But sports betting has definitely made my viewing pleasure and watching of the games a lot different than it was it yeah. used to be. Um, now, on the good hand, it gives you a rooting interest in bad games, like like a Jaguars versus a Texans game or something like that. <laughs> uh, well, if you bet on that, which I do not advise you to bet on it because you don't want to watch that. But on the other hand, you know, it makes games agonizing to watch, and you can just be hurt so good. There are so many bad beats. We could probably do a whole podcast. Maybe we will in the future about some bad <laughs> beats that we suffered during the offseason, but it's tough. It's tough, and I've really enjoyed yeah. – Sports betting, it's really brought the whole call in our shot community together. And you're right. Some people do struggle, and I'm glad you brought that up because some people do struggle with sports betting. And and in my opinion, it's something supposed to be that fun. If, you know, if you're relying on it for paycheck to paycheck, then, you know, good luck. I wish you the best of luck. It's it's hard to really, you know, you know win that that much money in sports betting, especially because sports books do not want you to win. They specifically basically try to limit you from winning. And if you're yeah. winning too much, they start to limit you on those sports books. But it is something that is a lot of fun to do, especially with your friends and family. And so if you have friends that do it, I'm sure you guys do it together. You share your bet slips, share your you know long shot parlays for it to turn $20 into 100000 and then you're not cashing out. Um, I don't advise that. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of different you know, sports betting tips and, and things that you could do to kind of make money and build your bankroll. And we've done several tips and tricks videos. Uh, you can check out those on the channel. But I really like sports betting. It's one of the coolest things in the world, and I'm excited for a lot of people to kind of gain access to it and see more and more, you know, not only will it help the call on our chat channel grow as more states become legalized, but also, you know, it's another kind of avenue for people to enjoy sports and find an interest in something that they might not have had a lot of interest in before. Yeah, of course. I, I, you know, you, you bring up some, some really good points in there and you know what, when you buy a lotto ticket, this, the way I look at it, when you're, when you buy a lottery ticket, you're kind of gambling in a different form, right? Either you get the winning numbers or you don't. When you, when you sports bet, it's like, you know, you, you, you buy that, you, you, you pay for the ticket, but at least you get a little bit of show, right? You might, you might cash your bet. You might not just like you might win the lottery. You might not. So it is, it is a, a different form of gambling. And I must say my girlfriend, she wishes I never would have gotten into sports <laughs> betting. She absolutely, if she had a time machine, she would, she would block all those FanDuel DraftKings ads from me because she's like, can't you just watch a game and not bet on it? No, I can't. I, no. It's, yeah, it, it's not happening. It's so cannot, quit asking. It's, 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 it's just that it's, it has changed the way I view sports for the better or for the worse. I, I just, you know, it, be it how it may, but yes, call, we do, uh, calling our shot as a channel. We we owe a uh, you know a lot of our success to sports betting, and hopefully, you know, maybe maybe in the not so distant future, it's it's legal in all fifty states. We we'd love to see that. That would be certainly a treat, and that would be uh, something I I would one hundred percent vote on because I think it's a a good way to not only you know build tax revenue for things that might not have it, but there's a whole nother you know avenue we could go down for that route. Um, yeah, I think my girlfriend would agree, you know, she's proud of me and proud of us for the call and shot channel and where it's come. But if she could take away sports betting, she probably would because she gets to hear this joke every weekend. And I normally tell her, I say, hey, we, I made a hundred bucks today. And she said, really, what'd you do? And I said, well, not yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm partly hitting though. You best believe it's hitting. 
Uh, so <laughs> she loves yeah. that joke. Um, I'm sure if she could, she would pay me to never say it again. Um, but, but it's definitely something that really has brought together this whole community. Um, and yes. it's, it's something cool to see, you know, because all these people, whether they take my bets or whether they just watch the video to hear my voice or whatever, yeah. whatever their viewing pleasure may be. Um, it's cool to see the whole community grow together and kind of try to, you know, beat the books together. And if we don't, we lose together. And it's a whole, whole kind of community family kind of vibe over here. And I, I, I lastly, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I never understood in post all-star break when people listen to my baseball videos and I was just selling the worst information on planet earth. I was a, I was a fade God. If you, if you were fading me, you probably were able to retire from your day job because I was, I was abysmal, but everybody was, was so supportive and they just, they loved my videos. And I'm like, this is, this is the community. This is what brings us together. I mean, through the, through the good, through the bad, obviously. I mean, you've had your, your fair share of slumps as well. I mean, that's, that's what makes this community great, though, because we have so much fun uh, making the videos. 100%. It doesn't get better than that. The community aspect of it is amazing. You'll have some bad apples in there, and that's fine. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to always happen. We can't have almost 16,000, you know, loyal, loyal stand supporters. We're going we're gonna to have some people in that, you know, want to see us lose or whatever, and that's fine. But in the end of it, I really appreciate everyone that's a part of the community, everyone that yes. kind of roots for our bets and kind of even tells some of them that they do. I mean, I always try to preach, you know, do your own research. And I know there's several people and it's not just in the videos, not even several. There's hundreds of thousands of people that that look at my bets, but they don't even tell a single one of them. They just listen to hear my thoughts. And, you know, if it agrees with their thoughts and they go with it, if it's, you know, completely if they're like, no, I wanted the over and you picked the under. Like go with what you ever think you think about it. So I think that's the coolest thing about sports betting is, yeah, you're right. You you can win some money, but you also get a show. You know, if you're betting thousands of dollars, I don't know about that. It's probably more <laughs> stressful than a show, but hey, it's a show nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course. It's, it's you know, when you're not betting a stressful amount of money, it can be fun, right? That we're, you just have to walk the fine line of balance, right? As in life, every everything is good in moderation. That and that's my closing thoughts on sports betting as a as a philosophy. A hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better myself. I appreciate you guys for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. We appreciate you. We'll be back again Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. You guys can always send your questions to me on Tuesday, right before the show. We record at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Always send us your questions. And I appreciate you guys. As a reminder, live stream is tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. This is Wednesday. If you're listening to it after Wednesday, uh, you can. I don't know what you can do with it, um, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Subscribe if you're new. This has been Logan. Oh, this has been Austin and Logan, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out, everyone. And make sure make sure we make some money this weekend. I have faith in you guys. See you guys oh, later. Gosh.